The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Every Mom, Dad, Child, Pet. That's listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. Because we like to focus on your amazing value as a mom in this world, because a lot of people overlook it. We've got a super special treat for you today. She is the sister. I think they call her the queen of country. She's the sister of singer Reba Reba McIntyre. And she's here to share some inspiration. She's not just Reba's sister. She's got a whole lot more to offer. Susie McIntyre reveals how she has used years of pain and difficulty in her life to help others. And as host of TV's Jesus Calling, she balances faith and fame to inspire moms like you. Plus, you can win a copy of Jesus Listens, the Jesus Listens devotional today. And I told you last week uh, we were going to talk about the label of mean mom. And if you qualify or not, it might surprise you. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom. With Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. A shout out to all the moms who listen to us around the country. So grateful for you. I'm glad you tune in in Oklahoma and Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado Springs. Also in Idaho, and I think we might have new folks listening in Illinois as well. And welcome to our friends who've been listening to us for a long time in Denver. And we also like to welcome our podcast listeners. Be sure to find our podcast or tell somebody else about it on Spotify, um, Amazon Music, the Audible Podcast, Apple, Google Podcasts, and whenever you, whenever, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, I'm excited to get to our guest, but I first want to read something to you. Yeah, I, my daughter sent this to me via text, and it's a description of a quote-unquote mean mom, and I want to see if you qualify. I'm going to have to lift up my laptop because my eyes are getting old. Um, this is how it reads. Uh, it's a little, I don't know, newspaper um, clipping, and uh, the title is, We Had a Really Mean Mom. 
While other kids ate candy for breakfast, we had to have cereal, eggs, and toast. When others had a Pepsi and a Twinkie for lunch, we had to eat sandwiches. And you can guess our mother fixed us a dinner that was different from other kids, what other kids had too. Mother insisted on knowing where we were all the time. You'd think we were convicts in prison. She had to know who our friends were and what we were doing with them. She insisted that if we said we would be gone for an hour, that we would be gone for an hour or less. We were ashamed to admit, but she had the nerve to break the child labor law by making us work. We had to wash floors, make the beds, learn to cook, vacuum the floor, do the laundry, and all sorts of cruel jobs. I think she would lie awake at night thinking of more things for us to do. She always insisted on telling us the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. By the time we were teenagers, she would she could read our minds. Sorry, my contact is drying up, and so I'm having a hard time reading. Uh, then life was really tough. Mother wouldn't let our friends just honk the horn when they were driving up. They had to come into the door, inside the door, so she could meet them. While everyone else could date when they were 12 or 13, we had to wait until we were 16. By the way, that was a rule in my household. Because of our mother, we missed out on lots of things other kids experienced. None of us have ever been caught shoplifting, vandalizing others' property, or ever arrested for any crime. It was all her fault. Now that we haven't now that we've left home we are all god-fearing educated honest adults we're doing our best to be mean parents just like our mom was i think that's what's wrong with the world today it just doesn't have enough mean moms anymore so you get the gist she had rules she had discipline she did uh she made them eat good food she made them go to bed uh you know I, i love it she had chores and and my my georgia grace sent that to me and I thought, what a great, what a great point. The headline is, we all had really mean moms, or this guy had a mean mom. And I thought, I, I want to empower every mom out there whose child says you're mean, um, because of your rules and because you don't let them do what other kids do. It's good to be a quote unquote mean mom, because really there's love behind that mean. So congrats if you qualify as a mean mom. All right, here we go. Boy, do we have something fun for you today. She's got a famous family and an impressive career, as well as some music awards under her belt. But more importantly, she has a message based in her trials. This woman has been through the fire and lived to to tell about it. Plus, she's got an inspirational story for all the grandmas out there. It's my pleasure to introduce artist of the year, award winner, host of Cowboy Church and Jesus Calling TV, and now spokesperson for the new devotional from the Jesus Calling family of books. It's called uh, Jesus Listens, right? I'm not looking at the book right now. And yes, she's also Reba McIntyre's sister. Susie McIntyre, welcome to Channel Mom. Oh, Jenny, I've just been listening to you going nine oh. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh well, I talk a little fast, but I hope you got it all. <laughs> oh, I did. You're good. I did. And You're... Talking about a mean mom. I mean, if you were barking orders with your kids, wow, you would really fire the words. Yeah, yes, I did fire the words. <laughs> all right, so so I want to say this. I thought we'd start off with a little example of your singing talents. Um, now, the sound quality in this particular video or, or you know audio clip is isn't studio quality. But this was an event that featured you and your sisters singing together, as you did many years ago in the Singing McIntyres. So here they are, Alice, Susie, and Reba McIntyre.
beautiful. It's unbelievable to me that all three of you had nice voices. That's quite a gift from God. That's lovely. Well, it, it, it is. It's, uh, but you, you are not aware that the main one in there who taught us how to sing and encouraged us to sing is our mama. Oh, so was that, that Jacqueline? Low, uh, yeah, Jacqueline oh. was in there. We were at the Grand Old Opry. Uh, Reba was doing her uh, album, which is coming out really soon, a DVD of that. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, she she had introduced her um, her new gospel album that actually won awards, um, bigger awards than I have <laughs> have ever had in gospel music. She she does one album, and here she goes. Yeah. Well, but let me let me ask you about that. You're a talented woman in your own right with your own gifts, but people often just recognize you as the sister of Reba. How, how do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Well, I used to be a little bit snippy about it. Uh, because I I thought, oh, you know, I've dedicated my life to the Lord, and I've done this, 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 and and God shut me up about it. He said, I put you where you're supposed to be. Uh-huh. I put you in that family uh, for a reason, and I really came away from that conversation right there just um, saying, you know, I have no right to complain. Um Reba has a great uh, reputation. She shows up. She does a great job. And um, many jobs that I've gotten uh, in the past are God's responsibility. And people look at Reba and me and they say, well, if Reba's that good, she can't be half that bad. So <laughs> that, I, suppose, I suppose there is a coattails effect there. And and you look you you and Reba look quite a bit alike as well, which I think is kind of sweet. Um, yeah. y- you know, I've got a thing because I used to work in TV. Now, I didn't have the level of fame even close to what what Reba McIntyre has. But y- I-, I always want to say to mamas who are anonymous and who have zero fame. You know, Reba, as as beloved as she is, is no more important than you just because she's famous. And I want people to understand that God doesn't want us to have idols. And and you yeah. know as well as I do that that she's an amazing talent, but she's not any more important than any mom down the street who's raising a special needs child, or you know, or or you know, she's got five kids under five or whatever it is. That mama is super important in her role too. So so why don't you talk to moms today about how how you have balanced that that f- fame and that faith? How how you make them work together well it's just a a thing where just like i said you know god kind of called me on the carpet on that and we have to realize that we all have our space we all have our um our porch to sit on and talk to other people and to influence lives yeah no matter i'm i'm sitting here looking at waarp with halle berry on the front and you know there's there's people out there you know they get their their picture on a, a, a magazine and um, in newspaper articles, or like you said, you're there on TV. But everyone has a role to play, yeah. and we can't downplay our own role because it takes the it takes the synergy of everybody to make uh, an effort and to make a difference in everyone's life. Amen. So, Amen. Um, I'm, and I mean. I think we're going to talk about my grandma Smith here in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that lady, she had a had a like a fourth grade education. She never got her driver's license. She lived in the in the backwoods of southeastern Oklahoma, and yet she influenced people for the good. And that ripple effect is still affecting others today. Amen. I, I have a book coming out in 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 a month and a half, two months. Awesome. And thank you. I'm not. I, I just it goes along with what you just said. 
my my life's work other than raising my own babies and serving God in that is is to encourage mothers in in the role that God has given them and how incredibly important that that is whether they believe in God or not it's still a, a uniquely important role because women that are mothering mothering are raising up the next generation so so I say an amen to what you just said but but you had a unique mothering experience and I thought I really need moms to know today the struggles that somebody like Susie McIntyre went through, even though she she comes from a famous family and her sister is Reba, that doesn't make her immune to troubles. And I think moms need to hear the, the mothering story that you had to suffer through and, and the release that you got from it. So can you talk a little bit about the, the biggest struggle of your life? Yeah, I um, I met my first husband in 1980 at the National Finals Rodeo in Oklahoma City. Uh, Reba was doing a dance there, and he was a bulldogger. He had uh, that would have been the second year that he had made the national finals. And uh, her, she was singing the anthem. I was going behind her, and then after the rodeo, she held a dance. So uh, about the second night, maybe Saturday night, I met him, and then we went on a little bit of a journey of getting to know each other and. Not very much because he was on the rodeo circuit. I was uh, working for an oil lease company in Oklahoma City and wasn't really even singing at the time. And um, and but by the next year, right before the finals in November, we got married. Mm-hmm. And as I look back on that relationship, I really didn't know Paul. I um, I, I saw the person, and you know what, Jenny? The most important part about him is that I knew. He could sit and listen to my daddy, who was a rodeo cowboy, tell his stories and be interested, and I thought my daddy would like him. Uh, I I was out to please my daddy, and if you ask Reba, Reba would say the same thing. I was out to please my daddy when I married my first husband. And so within three or four months, I knew this marriage was in trouble because uh, we went on a honeymoon with another couple. Uh, down in Mexico, and he got mad about something. Uh, we wrote a book about it, A Tender Road Home, um, and we couldn't even remember why we were mad or why he got mad. It was just we remembered the incident. There was such a narcissistic person that I had married um, who wanted everything his way. It was surrounded. He, things surrounded him. He was very... Uh, much an athlete, and so rodeo came very easy for him. And yet, when things got in his way, he he bulldozed through them. He didn't negotiate. He bulldozed through them. So you and your kids, for many years, and because you were a Christian 25. woman you, for twenty five years, you didn't feel like you could end the marriage, and and you suffered through domestic violence year after year. Yes, yes, we did, and we were. We were in front of a lot of uh, counselors. We went to counseling. We tried to work it out. We tried to stop the violence, and yet uh, it was like a teapot. It would just like being on the burner on the stove. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon it just had so much heat that the top would blow. And yeah. then everything would be peaceful for yeah. days. You know, it's like no big deal. You know, I just had to blow that steam off. And and then, you know, everything he took away in the madness, maybe a horse from the kids, maybe a, a set of calves to rope, whatever, then he would give it all back to them. Uh-huh. I want to make sure that we, we get to, to, to the lessons of Jesus Calling TV that you do and the brand new devotional, Jesus Listens, and, and this beautiful story about your grandma. But but what would you say to, to the woman today that, that is 
has struggled through something she doesn't want to share with anybody, abuse and neglect and, and domestic violence, and, and how does she take the daddy away from her children? What, what would you say about what you learned through that experience? I, I, would, um, I would say you need to do something as soon as you see that abusive behavior, and you'll see it some in uh, the dating experience, but let me tell you, it does not go away. It only gets worse because there's an ownership that person has the tendency to abuse and to control, they will control more when they, quote, own you. So uh, if you're needing to get out, there's places you can go that he will not find you. Um, the marriage is not a marriage if he's abusing you. And the children are, are learning that abusive behavior as you live day by day. Yeah. And um, my kids, uh, I love my kids, but they're hard. They're hard against it, and uh, they're hard against the church because we were in ministry going up and down the road proclaiming Jesus but not being able to love one another. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. So let's let's move to, to the lessons, um, and, and we'll save your grandma's story till, till the end. You feel very strongly about ministering to people and sharing the, God of, the love of God as you emerged from, from that tough place, and, and God allowed you to emerge from that tough place. So, so you host Jesus Calling TV. You host Cowboy Church. You, you love what Sarah Young has done in Jesus Calling. Man, that, that devotional took off. So now there's a new one by Sarah Young called Jesus Listens. And I was reading excerpts today. And it, it's, it leads you through a prayer every morning. And, it, and it's yes. so comforting. And so and it just guides you to, to different aspects of God's love for you and God's promises to you. And it's just a calming thing to, to start your day. So, so you are the official spokesperson. And, and we are giving away a couple of copies of the book today. I just want folks to know. So you can call us at 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. Or if you're listening anywhere else in any other uh, state during the weekends, you can also email us to get this on the weekends, info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. And thank you, Susie, and and, and the publishers and so on for, for letting us Absolutely. give a few co- copies away. Tell, tell me what Jesus Listens uh, means to you. Well, first of all, I think it's just a miracle that they chose me uh, first of all, to Jesus Calling, that it, it, and you can still see that on Circle TV. Okay. Um, but because uh, it, it, I'm not a devotional person. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I, I've never been. Uh, and, and Jenny, I think this stems from my relationship with my daddy. I loved my daddy. I, I was the one that was more like him than the other three kids. Everybody had red hair except me, and my daddy had black hair. And uh, I... I, but I dreaded my daddy coming in the house because if we weren't busy, we were in trouble. His, his whole life just circled around work. You know, he had, he had a uh, 5,000 acres, 8,000 acres. He needed to get a fence around. He needed to build ponds and he didn't have much time to do it. Yeah. And he expected us to be working. Yeah. And so I think my aversion to a devotion is I have to sit at my father's feet. Mm-hmm. But my father's feet here on earth wasn't a, a, a happy place. It oh. wasn't a calming place. And so I, as a small child, equated that with my heavenly father. Now, I've tried to change that, of course, and I come to the father very willingly, and I know he loves me, and he forgives me, and he embraces me. But it was a long time that I could... Um, really get into those types of things. And so here we are with Jesus Listens, and it's from a totally different perspective than Jesus Calling. 
uh, it leads us in a prayer. And I love her salutations. You know, it's my risen Savior, my trustworthy Lord, uh, cherished Lord Jesus, invincible Jesus. And I went through every one of them, and they are totally different on every day. Mm-hmm. And then her, the benediction, every one of them, totally different. And as I read even today, it talks about being thankful, being thankful. And when I was with my grandma Smith, uh, when I was a little girl, she would tell me little snippets like this. She would say, Susie, if you don't know how to pray, just tell him thank you. That's <sighs> all you got to do. Interesting. So let's so let's let's move to that because I don't want to leave her out. We've only got about two or three minutes left. I mm-hmm. want every mama and grandma out there to know the impact of a mother and a grandmother in a child's life. And your grandma changed your life and and introduced you to the God who loves you. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I was the fourth of four children, and and Mama was the superintendent of, of school secretary, and so she needed somebody to keep me. So the school bus driver would take me over by grandma's house and I have a song about that. Um and and I would go up to their house and she'd have hot cocoa on the stove. You know, she taught me how that uh that cocoa would would um, come up and reach your your teaspoon when you when you got it when it had cooled off and the best fried chicken, blackberry cobblers. I mean, they were in the middle of nowhere but had all the food in the world and she was very gracious with that, uh canned goods and things like that, but she would she would let me traipse around behind her and ask her questions and at night I would I would be in the bed trying to get a breath of air in the summertime because of no air conditioning no TV no nothing like that yeah but as I would look outside and watch the um, the fireflies and uh, listen to the whippoorwills I'd turn around and there she was on her knees beside the bed. Uh-huh. praying to God for her kids and her grandkids. Yeah. And as I shared this story, when I would sing, I saw him in your eyes, my my cousins and siblings would email me or call me and say, you know what, she did the same thing for me. And even my sister Reba, she said that we were fishing one day and she led me to the Lord. And she wasn't a vocal evangelist, you know. She wasn't a hellfire and brimstone lady. She was a Pentecostal lady. She spoke in tongues, all of this. Yeah. But she was so kind. Yeah. She was so kind and such a hard worker. That And that's that ripple effect I was telling you about. She had four kids, and the four kids' kids. She influenced them for Jesus well, and the ripple effect across the country. Absolutely, and the good things you are doing now. And I think what we were circles around, because what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, no fame, no prestige, very little education, no no high position hmm. in life. And yet she influenced so many that are now influencing so many more because of her grandmothering and her mothering. And I just want every mom to n- understand that, that you can pass on the meaning and the hope and the joy of the universe um, just by ministering to your children and grandkids. So I, so I love that story. All right, dear, we've, we've got to wrap up here, um, <laughs> I, but it's been a joy. You've, you've been a doll. Please, please say hello to, to Reba for us from Channel Mama. We'd love to have you give her a shout out for us. Um, tell people how they find the new Jesus listens devotional how they find you on jesus calling tv and uh, also cowboy church oh yeah well jesus listens you can find it just about you can buy anything and you can see jesus listens there but it's it's at most um bookstores and um you know i'm sure at walmart or whatever yeah. 
I'm sure you can get it online. And, uh, well, Circle TV on your Samsung Smart TVs, you can see that on Sunday afternoons. Okay. And uh, and then RFD TV, it's on uh, the Cowboy Channel and on RFD, the Cowboy Church. Sometimes it's superseded by a horse sale or something, but okay. we'll, we'll be on there somehow. <laughs> keeping it real, keeping it real. Awesome. <laughs> well, Susie, you're a blessing, my dear. Thank you for sharing your story and, and the copies of Jesus Listens. We so appreciate it, dear. Have a, have a blessed oh, weekend. you are so welcome. All God right. bless you, Jenny. Thank you, dear. Good Take to care. To you. you too. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Is she lovable or what? I do want to let you know we, we have a copy or two of Jesus Listens devotional is still to give away. So if you want to email us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. I hope that blesses somebody. I prayed before the show that the right people would get that. Um, all right. This is the time of the show that I remind you that, that we're here to bless mothers and remind them how important they are. So please engage with us. Go to channelmom.org. You can find out all the different ways that we try to help moms, not only in the airwaves, but also on the ground. Remind you how important you are. Past shows, past podcasts. Go, go follow our podcast go follow us on social media you can find us everywhere at channel mom we'd love that and of course to stay on the air and keep serving moms in prisons and coming out of homelessness we need your help as a donor even if it's just 15 dollars a month so go to channelmom.org and click donate we'd be blessed by that all right you guys we thank you for all you do as moms for your sacrifice even when nobody else sees god sees and i thank you for it have a beautiful weekend Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.